0: You're listening to Campus Review Radio. So, what's it like to win a New South Wales Road Scholarship?
1: First of all, it's a tremendous uh, honour and a privilege, really, um, particularly when you, you look back at some of the people who have won before. Um, obviously, there's a, a number of quite famous alumni, people like Bill Clinton in the US, and Tony Abbott, and Malcolm Turnbull, and Bob Hawke here in Australia. Um, but also, there's a lot of other Rhodes Scholars who are really esteemed members of their own profession and their area of expertise, and to, to be able to join that, those ranks um, is, is a real honour. Uh, and it's also tremendously exciting as well. Um, there's a lot of opportunities that come with the Rhodes, the um, opportunity to study at Oxford, the opportunity to meet um, a lot of very interesting, passionate people from around the world uh, in their own area of study and expertise. So that's very exciting to think about what's coming up.
0: And what do you hope to achieve with the Rhodes Scholarship? What opportunities do you hope to capitalise on?
1: Uh, My passion uh, has been in development economics and in particular in working in developing the private sector in emerging economies. Uh, And so my big hope is to be able to continue that research at Oxford. Um, Oxford's got a very strong development economics programme and they've also got um, a lot of research institutes like the Centre for the Study of African Economies that are based in, uh, in Oxford, but looking you know, at how we can help sub-Saharan African economies develop, um, what the things are that are holding back firms in sub-Saharan Africa, uh, and what we can do to, to fix those things, or at least to, to make them a little bit better, mm-hmm. and, and learn from the kind of leading experts that are based at Oxford in that area. Uh, and then, also just generally um, to soak up the Oxford history, the culture, the vibe of the of the university, which um, I think is one of the really exciting things that comes with the Rhodes scholarship.
0: Why do you consider developing a a private sector in um, third world economies so um like important and vital? to me it's
1: it's a really good way of uh, enabling and empowering people um, to improve their lives. Um, giving them opportunities. Um, I mean, large numbers of people in emerging economies are entrepreneurs in some way, um, not often by choice, often because that's the only way that they can make a living for themselves because there's not uh, enough traditional forms of employment um, in, in the economies. And so a big part of you know, helping people to develop, improving their lives is to help them run the business that they run more effectively. And For instance, half of people uh, working in emerging economies work in the agricultural sector as farmers. And so being able to help someone improve the productivity of their farm, uh, being able to help them to find better markets for their goods, improve the prices that they can get for their goods, to manage their costs versus their revenue more effectively, is a really important way in helping those people to develop and through more income be able to send their kids to more schooling than they do currently be able to pay for improved housing, be able to pay for other services that they might want, and so overall improve their lives. Um, and to me, it's, a, it's an important component in our overall development goals um, in achieving those.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've, I, I, I believe you've had some practical experience in this with helping um, improve Ethiopia, Ethiopia's coffee industry. Is that right?
1: Yeah, so this year I've spent some time working in Ethiopia and a little bit of time in Kenya as well. And I was working for an organisation called TechnoServe. And their their motto really is business solutions to poverty. Their big focus on helping in particular smallholder farmers, but just generally smallholder business people around the world in a development context to uh, improve their businesses and through that to improve their lives. And so this year I spent some time on a project uh, called the Coffee Initiative, which has worked with around 250,000 smallholder farmers in, in uh, East Africa, so across Rwanda, Ethiopia, Tanzania, and Kenya, uh, and help them to, one, improve the way in which they grow and, and uh, produce their coffee, to improve the quality of the coffee, and improve the yields that they can get from the coffee, um, but also to help to the cooperatives and the farmers to improve the businesses that they run, so they can manage their costs more effectively, and also improve the prices that they get for uh, the coffee that they sell to access big export markets internationally by linking up with people like Nespresso, who are big multinational corporations. Um, and through that, to, uh, to increase the incomes um, that they receive for their coffee and to create sustainable businesses that are helping them to improve their lives. I think it's, it's, it's quite, you know, it's, it's I mean, really fascinating to see, to travel out into uh, southern Ethiopia to this place called Jima. Uh, which is one of the coffee-growing regions, and to talk to farmers there about the impact that the project was having on their lives. Uh, one farmer telling me about how he'd he'd be able to send his kids to finish school now because he'd be able to pay the school fees with the income that he'd received. He'd bought his eldest son a track, uh, truck that his son was then using um, to run a small business in the village doing trucking, um, earning himself income. And I think that's that's quite inspiring to see. Uh, and it's something that I'd like to become more and more involved in through my studies.
0: And at Oxford, will you be doing more um, research into this area?
1: Yeah, so I'll be uh, doing study in development economics and then with a particular focus on, on private sector development and working with small businesses in, um, in emerging economies. So a broad focus, not necessarily just on coffee farmers in Ethiopia, but um, just in general in um, how we can help small businesses in the emerging world, uh, and particularly with, with a focus on business training, um, which is kind of a, a good way to supplement um, the history that we've had with helping um, people with microcredit and microfinance, which has kind of been the, the more famous um, side of business development that we've seen.
0: What makes you passionate about this area? It's
1: mm, a good question. I, I suppose there's a few things that have contributed to this uh, over the years. Uh, I think, first of all, I was uh, born in Cape Town in South Africa. And so I think I saw, for a relatively young age, um, you saw real discrepancies in the way that people lived, their standards of living, uh, and the fact that poverty had also been fairly persistent um, in particular areas. And so... uh, it kind of raised a question in my mind. I wonder how you tackle this, how you deal with this, and how you can create effective long-term solutions that help people, that empower people, um, and that aren't just be about trying to feel good about doing something, but also actually creating some real change, um, some impact. And then, in particularly at university, I realised that you know, through studying development economics, that there's real potential to help people in a really effective way, um, to empower them, to have impact, uh, and to think carefully about how you measure the impact that you have so that you ensure that the work that you're doing is as effective as it can possibly be. And you, as I got more and more involved in that, my passion kind of was even enhanced, um, that initial passion that I had. And so that's, um, I think that's what really has driven me into this area, um, made me excited about it, made me passionate about it.
0: Hmm. And tell us about the um, selection process for the Rhodes Scholarship. Was it gruelling?
1: Uh, yes, it was. Uh, it's one of those, uh, as you can really probably realise, when you're in the process it's, it feels like there's quite a lot on the line and so that can be quite uh, exhausting in a way. It's as much about the waiting around, the nervous anticipation for the interviews um, as it is about actually when you're actually in the interview talking to the selection panel. Um, the, the, the process runs over about three days, um, and it's, you know, to begin with, to apply, you need to have gone through and written out an application and the classic things, resume and transcript and a statement about what you want to do and, and what's motivated you, and then to get six references from your academic, professional and personal life. Um, so to begin with, it's quite an involved process. And then when you actually have the three days of, uh, of interviewing, Um, with a dinner and some personal interviews one-on-one and then a panel interview. Um, The process itself is both quite long, but also is over very very quickly. Um, So it's a weird combination of being nerve-wracking, but also quite enjoyable when you're actually in the interviews because you're talking to a lot of interesting and very nice people Hmm. um, both on the selection panel and amongst other candidates. Um, And so it was as much to at the, at the end of the process, there's a, a feeling of almost relief, and um, it's almost a little bit tiring as well when you, you get to right to the end.
0: Hmm. Yeah. What would you say to some, to maybe some of your fellow students who are considering applying for the scholarship?
1: I think the the most important thing, in I mean, with the Rhodes Scholarship in particular, um, but also with any scholarship or just in general, any application, thinking about where you want to go, um, what you want to do. To me, the most important thing is to really sit back and reflect on what motivates you, what drives you, uh, and to give yourself a full and frank assessment of where your strengths and where your weaknesses lie, um, beyond just providing, having some cliche answer for for if someone was to ask you the question. Um, Because that's, I think, a really important step in being able to then be authentic in an interview, um, be able to be authentic in, a, in an application um, and ultimately to be able to do things that you're actually going to enjoy. Um, so I think that's, that's the biggest thing is that level of self-evaluation to really sit down and think about it, um, think about your motivations, think about strengths and weaknesses is the key. And it's also quite a hard thing to do. It's not a natural thing um, that you do in your day-to-day life, um, but it's incredibly valuable.